0: Welcome to another edition of Politics on Right. We're here with Miriam Williamson. She's an American author, spiritual leader, and political activist. She has written 14 books, including four New York Times bestsellers. She's Founder of Project Angel Food, a volunteer food delivery program that serves homebound people with HIV, AIDS, and other life threatening illnesses. She is also the co founder of the Peace Alliance, a nonprofit education and advocacy organization supporting peace building projects. She has frequently appeared on The Oprah Winfrey Show. And as we all remember, she was one of the memorable candidates for the presidency of the United States in 2020. Welcome to Politics Done Right, Marianne Williamson. How are you doing today?
1: I'm doing well, thank you, and thank you for having me on your program.
0: Look, first of all, thank you for being here, and thank you for what you are about to do. I understand that you are going to be participating in the Grassroots Emergency Election Protection uh, Symposium Forum. Tell us a little bit about that.
1: Well, this is Harvey Wasserman's program uh about election protection i've known harvey for quite a few years um he does great work and so that day the great minds event i assume you have the information there about when it will be do you need to look that up
0: yes i've got Um, it it'll be posted in the blog it's the 25th of september
1: well he will be talking about the effort to protect the election both in 2022 and of course in 2024 and i will be talking about my general sense of where America is now, and uh, for that matter, why we even have problems with election protection to begin with.
0: Now, one of the places I want to start with is because um, what do you see as the genesis of the problem in America? Why are we having these issues today?
1: Well, there are are many angles uh, on which we can discuss that, but I think two are most important. One does go back to the beginning, of course. There is a flaw that was built into the system in 1776 when the the Declaration of Independence was signed. um, It was signed by 56 men who did risk their lives uh, to sign a document, which if the war had gone differently and if the British had won, these men would have been executed as traitors. And by signing their names, they were imbuing In our mission statement and our Declaration of Independence, the very enlightened ideals, particularly enlightened for that time, although to be honest, they're very enlightened for this time as well, that all men are created equal and that all men are given inalienable rights of life and liberty and the pursuit of happiness. The problem, of course, the inherent flaw, uh, the fundamental uh, dichotomy is that 41. Of those 56, Steiners were themselves slave owners. So from the very beginning, there has been this bipolarity to the American consciousness. From the very beginning, there has been this inherent struggle between the enlightened principles on which we purport to stand and the fact that there have been forces from the very beginning for whom the exaltation of property rights and their own economic Um, their own economic interests, ran counter to the actualization of those ideals. So the struggle has always been and continues to be within every generation between those who are willing to struggle and sacrifice in order to attain those ideals and those who are willing to perpetrate even heinous forms of uh, violence in order to make sure that those ideals are not embodied. In a very real way, therefore, what we are experiencing now is simply the latest iteration of the original sin of this country. That's that angle. But there's another angle which has to do with the more immediate political realities. That has to do with how this particular iteration, the way it is currently uh, uh, manifest, how did this begin in our modern politics. And for that, you would go back to the 1970s. You would go back to uh, a man named Buchanan, who made the economic argument that the only way to ensure property rights was to put democracy in chains. You would uh, look at the fact that Charles and David Koch, who were radical conservative libertarians, said, we can fund that to the election of, of, of Ronald Reagan in 1980. With the election of Ronald Reagan particularly, although many of these things began even earlier, there was this, uh, this effort to vigorously dismantle the basic tenets of the New Deal, to introduce neoliberal, um, unfettered, unregulated capitalism as not only the governing principle for our economy, but basically for our society. Um, The Republican president started it. No Democrat, Democratic president has really stopped it. Republicans put full fuel behind this neoliberal unfettered uh, capitalism as their organizing principle. Democrats try to have it both ways. Of course, they slow down the Mm -hmm. problem. They try to fix the problem on the periphery, ameliorate the suffering of people that is caused by neoliberal madness. But they're not in their current leadership establishment willing to um, challenge the underlying forces that create all that suffering because they're taking the donations as well. And as part of their insistence that they must hold the line with the neoliberal uh, corporatism, they do what they can to suppress uh, progressive candidates as well as progressive policies. Um, So. On that, uh, if you're looking at the current iteration um, of the neoliberal corruption uh, economic system, of course, the Milton Friedman and so forth, um, that began really full force with the election of Ronald Reagan. But the original problem of thinking that property rights was more important than humanitarian values or democratic principle goes back to the beginning.
0: I am glad you actually named Milton Friedman because I, I always consider Milton Friedman the codification of making capitalism more evil than it is inherently, uh, by, by m- making it known that no social, that executives have no responsibility to social policy at all, but just to their executives and uh, the shareholder to maximize shareholder value. No, in, in, in all. May I say you...
1: something to sure, that? Sure, go ahead, sir. please. I, I do think we're, it's worth noting that Milton Friedman himself said, but that will only work if you have universal basic income. So Milton Friedman himself recognize that that can that must be accompanied by ubi i hadn't read that part
0: that, yeah. he, that he believed in universal basic income
1: yeah because he realized that otherwise he was just unleashing evil
0: well yeah because the the basic well, the basic you know, tenet stupid. is mathematically speaking it the, the derivative is what it devolves to right which means all our, our our wealth all goes to zero except for those at the top that's just that's a mathematical exactly right. formula
1: but that's exactly um,
0: exactly so now um you you brought you you've been very hard justifiably on corporations. And in my humble opinion, even during uh, the campaign that you ran as uh, when you ran for presidency, there was a certain attempt at marginalization and minimization of you proper. Explain, <laughs> you explain so? that for me.
1: Well, uh, after the second uh, debate, the Democratic debate, after the second debate, I was the most google candidate in forty nine states. Clearly, someone very high up in the Democratic Party said, "Get her off the stage." I was starting to get my sea legs in that second one. Uh, by the third debate, I could have been a real inconvenience uh, I assume was their reckoning uh, and within three days, uh the talking points were very clear. You couldn't open up your computer, turn on television, uh, read a magazine or newspaper that I wasn't being referred to as kooky and crazy and crystal lady and (laughs) new age nutcase. And I told age patients not to take their medicine. And I told sick people that they just hadn't prayed hard enough. And I was anti-vax and I was irresponsible about about mental health. And I was, uh, what was the other one? I don't know, dangerous, crazy lady. And they're very good at what they do. I need I need to stop you there blanket. because
0: in 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 making those statements, you 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 brought up something that we speak about all the time, and that is the co-opting of the mainstream media to the corporate structure, et cetera. Talk to me a little bit about what you know, what our whether our media is real or whether we really should be dependent on what we do here in independent media.
1: Well, it was in 1996, I'm sorry to say, under a Democratic president, Bill Clinton, uh, the Telecommunications Act of 1996 led to the complete monopolistic corporatization of mainstream media. When I was a child, the same company was not allowed to own in a particular town. The same company was not allowed to own the radio station and the newspaper and the television. Once you you gave just a few media companies power over uh over this once you got rid as ronald reagan had gotten rid of the fair doctors, uh, fair doctrine um policy what happened to the media is what's the ha- same is what's happened to our energy policy is what's happened to our foreign policy is what's happened to our um to our health care it's all about profit so mainstream media has become profit driven rather than truth driven Uh, journalism within mainstream media has been diminished to such a point that serious journalists find themselves on the outs within their own industry. And that's why, that is why uh, independent media is so important because you know it's just like anything else if it's profit driven, they're going to tell you what they want you to what they want you to hear for their purposes, for their economic purposes so, uh, and and make sure that you don't hear uh, what would not serve their economic purposes. So they don't want you to be listening to to any uh, uh, political candidate. The primary example of course, is Bernie Sanders, but uh, that was true in my case as well, and it's true of many. Uh, of these really wonderful uh, progressive candidates who have run in this congressional uh, season, and they will do what they can to marginalize those what this What this partnership of corporate America and the U.S. government represents, or our political system anyway, what it represents is they have a very specific agenda, and they have also a very specific group of people that they see as capable of carrying out And perpetuating their agenda, and if anyone else comes in with, oh, I don't know, democracy, uh, voices that might not align with theirs, they have their ways of making sure that nobody will listen to you. To numb your voice,
0: and uh, they did a good job of it. It, it, uh, they, they got you out of there. Uh, They put the stops on rather quickly. I remember it was a a a a quick exit, if you if if you will, with the marginalization and and although. Yes,
1: no, I'm sorry. I'd like to point out that a lot of people, particularly on the left, who would like to think that they're not so easily propagandized, sure went for it when it came to me
0: oh i don't. let me let me tell you something marianne um I don't doubt that at all um there's a there's a something important that we have to understand. Some people tend to believe that the left is much different than the right, but the, the truth of the matter is. Uh, we have the same level of intellect and and many other things across the country. It just happens to be that the left happens to have the policies that are correct in general. But as far as and 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 being indoctrinated on the left side happens to be to turn out to be the right thing. But that left person could just as well have been indoctrinated on the right side and turned out to have done the wrong thing. So, I mean, there, 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 are, there are a lot of issues in that regards. Now that said, um, how are we going to, uh, going forward? Because you stated, the last statement that you make, I think is uh, probative. Yes, a left the left can be just as gullible as the right. My question to you then is, how are we going to solve this problem? This election of 2022 should be a, 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 a it, the way I see it should have been really a landslide for progressives, for Democrats. Based on what Republicans have shown you they will do, that's what it shows. But even the polls today, even though I know that it's a likely voter poll and nobody know what's the likely voter poll model going to really look like, it seems to me like it's going to be a closer election than it should be. Your thoughts?
1: Well, the problem is not how many people are going to vote for uh, the Republicans. The bigger problem is how many people might stay home. Mm-hmm. And many people who stood in line for seven or eight hours uh, to vote for Joe Biden, um, knowing how dangerous Donald Trump was and really believing in the promises of Joe Biden, may or may not feel as enthusiastic and as willing to stand in line for seven hours Um on this coming midterm election, November 8th, um, Biden started out, you know, there was a lot of talk about maybe he really would be a kind of Rooseveltian figure. Uh, but even though some things have happened that we can celebrate, the most important of which is that he did defeat, uh, Trump, um, not enough has been done. For instance, the president could have declared a medical emergency and, uh, Given Medicare for all to everyone, Uh, the president could have declared by now a climate emergency and set us on a warp speed path towards green energy grid. Once again, on all of these things, he does incremental change Um, in this new Inflation Reduction Act. uh, There is investment, pretty revolutionary, wonderful uh, investment in green energy. But at the same time, there's also uh, more drilling permits than uh, even Donald Trump got. There is the uh, $10,000 eradication of of the college loan debt, but he could have just done the whole thing. So why is it going to be close? It's going to be close because not enough people feel like it really matters to me to get him back and get the Democrats in there. There are just too many ways in which while some people might see some difference between the two parties, even in, in this last two years, they don't see enough difference that um, they are willing to make the sacrifices necessary sometimes that, that are involved in trying to even to just get your vote counted in some of these states. Biden could have done more. Biden could be doing so much more uh, on on people's health. He could be doing so much more for Flint. He could be doing so much more for Jackson, Mississippi. He could be doing so much more for Merrimack, New Hampshire. He could be doing so much more uh, for. Um, Uh, whether it has to do with clean food, clean health, clean, uh, clean uh, regenerative agriculture, people getting education, we should make a statement that we are going to have universal health care in this country no differently than they have in every other advanced democracy. Hell, they have it in Russia. They have it in China. They have it in Cuba. If, If all the Democrats are going to do is make incremental changes rather than just go out there and declare this is how Should be. Americans should have universal health care, period. Americans should be able to go to free college or tech schools as high as they can go if they, in fact, work hard enough to make it, like in every other advanced country, period. There are so many ways in which Democrats continue to show up with incremental changes, and too many people don't even have a historic memory, institutional memory of a time when the Democratic party was unabashedly unequivocally uh in favor of the the working person of the United States even recently with the railroad uh unions uh and they're wanting to strike you know the white house is bragging that they um you know marty walsh went in there and they forged a compromise well if you ask the average railroad worker they don't see it as a compromise they still don't have the sick days that i mean it's just outrageous to think that companies that are making billions of dollars will not even give a sick day to its workers. And then we'll have the audacity to claim that, yeah, we have those profits, but the laborers didn't cause those profits, create those profits. That is outrageous. And people need to see that someone in the government is their champion and on their side. And um, I don't think it takes away from the things that Biden has tried to do in certain cases to point out that the average American I don't think
0: sees him as their I champion. agree with that 100%. Unfortunately, um that is the reason that I at the at, during the election I was at Bernie Sanders supporters personally because uh Biden is executing maybe a bit better than I thought he would, but uh he it's there's no surprise to me that Biden is a neoliberal. My question to you, however, media and and ex please, please help me here. Uh my question is Uh, If we if we get a right wing government in power, the ladder up is going to be that much more. I'm not into incrementalism. I've written against incrementalism at Daily Coast and many other places. I've uh, about this railroad deal. I really wrote a few blogs about it that really hit them up as far as can you believe a rich company won't even give sick days off? Don't they need healthy, healthy employees? Of course they do. But my thing is as a as a an act what I call myself an activist journalist I am still trying to get folks to go out there and and pull the right button to hold pace until progressives sufficiently make the case that you have got to go full progressives do you agree with that stance or not
1: Absolutely. And I, you know, I endorse quite a few uh, progressive candidates in their in their primaries uh, who were defeated by the corporate machines. But some are still out there. Derek Marshall in, in California. Uh, in made Pittsburgh. It. Yeah, absolutely. Some are still there. Uh, but, you know, uh, people have different opinions. I'm still going to be hoping that the Democrats win uh, on November 8th, because in many of these races, people will not have the ch- the choice of a progressive. They'll have a choice of a corporate democrat exactly. or a republican. And you know, this is where you know not everyone agrees with me, but uh I still prefer a congress made up of um of democrats than republicans. Um that's how I come down on it, but I know Maddie many people Ann, don't agree with le- me. On let that. me let me
0: tell you that is a that is the that is the progressive answer. And 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 uh, many folks who are saying let it fall and burn uh, that is the answer of privilege, because there are some who simply cannot afford to let it burn.
1: I, I really agree with that. And thank you for saying it, because this anti-electoralism thing, um, this shaming of, of people who say we have to vote for the Democrats anyway. Um, I really think you're right. I couldn't agree with you more.
0: You know, so that is where we go. But Marianne, uh, first of all, I want to remind folks and it'll be in the blog that Marianne will be speaking on the 25th of uh, on the 25th of September with the uh, name of the organization that she'll be speaking at is a grassroots emergency election protection. and, And all the information will be followed on the screen And inside of the blog post for this, Marianne, before I go, uh, I always ask one last question. And that is, please tell me something that you would have wished that I'd asked you. But I just didn't get around to asking that particular question.
1: You're really good at what you do. So there's actually nothing on a political level that I would say that about. If um, you don't mind, I'd like to give you a little more information about other places where I will be this week in Los Angeles. May I do that?
0: Absolutely.
1: I will be at Bernie's Coffee Shop on uh, the 24th, and I will also be at a place and I, uh, I will also be at a place called um, Little Secret L.A. on the 23rd. And people can go to my events page at Marianne dot com uh, to find out all that information.
0: Well, I'll make sure to add that into the blog as well, Marianne. And look, thank you so kindly for having thank been you. on Politics Done Right. And and again, let, don't don't let 2020 stop you from 2024. Okay.
1: Thank you for saying that. I'm my ears are open, and um, I'll I'll put I'll put your saying that into on that side of the ledger. Thank absolutely, you.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. So, thank you so kindly for having been on Politics Done Right.
1: God bless you, sir. Thank you.